All right, back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, what a weekend we had. How are you doing? I am doing great. What a weekend it was indeed. Uh, Word around uh, the state of Wisconsin is it is a darn good time to be a Wisconsin sports fan with the uh, Brewers, Badgers, Packers, in no particular order, all performing at high levels. We'll get into all that in a little bit, but it's just just a good time. We got our teams winning. We got continuing the now, I guess it's tradition of... uh, professional players from one team going to another team's watching the game and chugging beers. I think it was uh, George Hill was at uh, the Packers game and kind of returned the favor uh, as he chugged a beer uh, when he was on the Jumbotron, which is nice. I mean, maybe not the best tradition that your state should be known for from, uh, you know, what it represents, but also kind of the best, but also kind of the best. Um, But that's where we're at. And, um, it's great. It feels great. Uh, sports-wise, it feels great. Uh, on a personal level, uh, my son had a, did not play uh, player's choice this weekend in his home game. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Just wasn't Healthy having scratch. it. Hates wearing socks. Just <laughs> didn't want to wear the soccer socks and therefore didn't want to play. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, Wisconsin sports, uh, great, great sports weekend. And as we talked about last week, since that controls my emotions, um, therefore I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it is a good week uh yeah. very good i I'm, we'll get into it in just a little bit but it yeah. was very very badger centric had a buddy in town mm-hmm. went to the game had all the festivities around it just took in madison for all it's worth and now i'm here yeah yeah and for uh, taking in madison it seems like there was a lot of <laughs> Not only like just normal people on Twitter that I follow and who are who are fellow fans like us, but like real media people who kind of descended on Madison for this weekend and were really impressed with just the atmosphere and uh, the way they were treated, the way people cared about this game this weekend. Uh, it seemed like all good vibes and thumbs up coming from everybody about the city of Madison uh, and the campus this weekend. So that was really cool to see. No, campus was a buzz, uh, obviously, for one of the, I mean, it was one of the four ranked versus ranked games of the day, yep. uh, of the weekend. So, but I think, you know, I think, you know, obviously this, this was our, this was both teams' first Big Ten game. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a, a measuring stick for both teams. I know we talked about it with, with Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely was supposed to be for Michigan as well, as they were, this was the year they were really back. Um, but yeah, as the as the as the as the Ann Arbor fans descended upon Madison, and they would scream out their "Hail to Victor" songs yeah. all Friday night. Um, yeah, man, it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good college buzz in the air, and it was uh, it was great. And it's a big Fox game of the week, which is I guess their their thing, right? They're promoting yeah. this. The early game, the big early game, is going to be on Fox. So they snatched up this game. That was the reason why it was on. Because everybody, yeah. at least in our, our circles, were like, why the heck is this an 11 o'clock game? This should yeah. be later in the day. Um, but Fox apparently is going to have some pretty good games on that 11 o'clock. So you're not, it's not always going to be the good games are on later. Yeah, that was the general question everyone asked. And if you don't know TV rights, like you just eloquently explained, this, this is why. Uh, the game is at that early time slot, which does suck. It would have been perfect for a 2.30 game. Although, we missed the rain, which was good. 
it didn't start raining until after the game. So if we are on that later spot. We've just been sitting in rain. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into the game. I guess before we get into the game, uh, we talked about the atmosphere on campus, but I want to yep. talk about uh, the atmosphere at the game because I was sitting at home, you know, watching on, on the TV, uh, as, as I usually am, uh, <laughs> and the stadium seemed electric. The the fans, uh, it just came through really well, and it seemed like Camp Randall was at another level. So I, I guess asking you who was there, talk me through what the atmosphere was like at this game. Yeah, it was it was electric. I would say the I would say that the Michigan fans did show up. There were quite a bit of them inside the stadium, um, enough to enough to be noticeable, so to say. Uh, we had we had the the plan striped out stripe yeah. out, yeah, which yeah, each section either did a white or a red, uh, with the t- with the student section going all white. Uh, when I saw these on the student tickets and it was announced, I'm not the student tickets, the season tickets, humble brag, season ticket holder. Um, I was kind of wary of this whole thing because I'm a, you know, I didn't even own a white shirt or like a white Wisconsin shirt. I am strictly red. That's what I do. I wear. Uh, so I was kind of wary. And then it was supposed to rain. So I didn't think people would have like white, white rain jackets and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up working out very well. It looked cool from the stadium. It looks even better in pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, go figure. And yeah, and just everyone's a buzz. People were in their seats on time for kickoff, and just ready, just ready to go. And then after, especially as we scored on the, we took the ball and scored in the first drive. It was just, it was just on from there. Yeah, it's fantastic. Third, third game uh, that we scored on on the first drive. Um, yeah, it, it came across really well on the TV. I was thinking about that too. I don't own a white Badger shirt, and I was trying to think what I what I would do. I mean, I guess these days I would probably just buy a shirt. But as a college student, I probably just would have worn a white shirt, like mm-hmm. something else. I don't know. I don't know what I've done or been one of the other people, one of the students not wearing a white shirt, wearing the red shirt that that we have. Um, so that that was tough. I thought that was kind of weird if you didn't plan ahead for that. But it did, like you said, did did kind of work out. Uh, some things kind of from home, uh, from the broadcast, they kept focusing in <laughs> on the sad Michigan fans amongst the bedlam <laughs> of cheering Wisconsin fans. So that was really fun. You know, obviously, most yes. notably during jump around, but like any time anything big happened, it, it seemed like the camera <laughs> focused, like the centerpiece was the Michigan fan. And we'll get yeah. into this a little bit more in the broadcast, but when I talk about the broadcast in a bit. Um, the centerpiece was Michigan fans' reaction, but then Wisconsin fans just celebrating their butts off around them, and it was fantastic. And on Twitter, the one that I uh, got the most joy out of seeing was uh, the Fill Me Up Buttercup. I think when they played it, it was like 21-0 or 28-0. And as usual, it, you know, the student session continued singing after they cut off the song, but they just sang the whole song, just belted it out. And like it would, there wasn't a care in the world. We were just celebrating this beat down as we sing "Fill Me Up Buttercup," and it just was an amazing to kind of like I said, sitting on my couch, watching on TV, following along on Twitter to kind of share in that moment and kind of remember doing that in the past, and to be doing that in such a, like a joyous moment against Michigan was was something else. So uh, it seemed like a great day to be at Camp Randall, but it was uh, nonetheless a great day to sit on the couch too and watch it. But. Um, <laughs> It came through well from the TV. Oh yeah, and on Twitter, yeah. it was it was fantastic. I felt uh, felt like I, I think it took me back. It like pulled me back into being there um, a, a little bit, even though even though I wasn't. So uh, I guess that's a general take on the game. Let's get into our our uh, regular segment now. I almost yeah, said, I almost said new. 
Um, but let's go with our uh, the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. Yes. Of Wisconsin 34, Michigan Wolverines 14. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you want to start with your good? Um. Yeah, I could start with my good. All right. I think. Um. <clears throat> I think we we touched on it a little bit. I think my good was the the atmosphere, the this this stripe out I just talked about. Yeah. That I poo pooed at first, but it, yeah. again, it came it came came across great. Everyone participated. It seemed like for the most part, and it has some amazing pitchers coming forward. And obviously, it didn't help. I mean, it pretty much helps that the game went the way it went. But mm-hmm. that oh, was sure. that would definitely be my good would be that stripe out and the atmosphere in general. You still go. Yeah, that the atmosphere definitely I feel like impacted the game in the sense that obviously the team got out to a good start, but yeah. it felt like the fans that the crowd really helped kind of pile on that momentum, pile on to Michigan, have them feel the pressure, feel the atmosphere, uh, and it, it obviously steamrolled from there. Um, I had two. I was hoping you would take one of the two. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, the defense, Marlo. I'm just gonna go. Mm. Across the board, the defense, uh, I wish I had kind of at point in time stats because I think the total stats aren't going to show up to what uh, the defense did. They ended ended up giving up 259 yards. I want to know how much of that was kind of garbage time, right? Because a lot of those 50-50 jump balls, which we can talk about if you want. I know we shared some texts about it. Uh, A lot of those were (laughs) 50-50 jump balls. Rushing Michigan had 40 yards rushing. Uh, They lost two fumbles. And they had uh, two interceptions. One was at the end of the game, uh, so one and a half, let's say, interceptions. The defense brought it this game. They looked great. They didn't give up any points in the first half, so through ten quarters of football in um, on the season, they hadn't given up points. They gave up, I would say, eight meaningful points uh, in the game, and then and then six garbage time points. But man, they looked great throughout this whole game. The Line uh, defensive line was getting pressure. Zach Bond, uh, they just move him around and blitz him, and man, he can create havoc. And uh, the secondary was really good. And maybe we'll touch on this in a little bit until the safeties went out. And yep. then it was then it was jump ball central, and uh, Michigan was able to get a couple jump balls, which again could have gone either way. But uh, it does seem like those things go against Wisconsin cornerbacks more times than not. I don't want to dwell on that part, which we can if you want, but. I want to focus on how Not great yet. the defense was. They benched Shea Patterson in the first half. Uh, McCaffrey came in, looked terrible, then got knocked out on a terrible-looking hit. Uh, but they looked – their quarterbacks looked lost. And this was a Michigan team that coming into the season, they were going to have this new offense, this exciting offense. We hadn't seen it yet, and then the narrative was, but they have the bye week. And this is what we were worried about, right, Marlo? The bye yep. week. They were going to yep, figure we it out. The they were going to come in. They went back in. They they now they will come out and have this offense, and they didn't have it. Wisconsin shut it down, and it was good. That was my good. I can't believe it. I was so excited about that. Good. Just imagine my great Marlo. Yeah. Well, uh, I would say I would have taken it because that was going to be my great. Uh, I would just add, and you can go back to your good, but I would add because defense is my great. That I think you know going into this, we had that scoreless streak going. You knew it had yeah. to end at some point. It was probably going to end at this game. Uh, but we brought it in to ten quarters to start the season without yeah. being scored on, and we made it into that made it to that third quarter. They didn't score until it was like three minutes left or two and a half minutes left, somewhere around there. So we almost made eleven quarters to begin the season of scoreless football, which is yeah. that's pretty that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they um, scored with two uh, two minutes and eight seconds left. It was thirty. Yeah. It was thirty five to zero at the time. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah, that's just yeah, just fantastic. 
All right. Uh, so I stumped on your great. Sorry about that. It's, yeah, you know, in okay. these games, it's it's tough when things go so well. <laughs> and I guess, to be fair, I did pick an overarching thing like the defense. So I'm going <laughs> to take my great Marlowe, and uh, we should just have like a, a section where we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor. Cause, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about him here. Uh, I'm going to talk about the offensive line. All right. Because they dominated this game. It was unbelievable to see... Uh, Look, we're Wisconsin. We have good offensive lines. That ha- that is uh, not new, right? This isn't. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know, uh, breaking any ground here. Breaking any. But new- it was. I mean, even last year. Last year was the first time where like it was suspect, and that was weird. Yeah. And this year we came in, and there's like, hey, now we have all these new starters. Only one returning starter. This is. Will this offensive line be this good? And they just dominated this game. On the offensive line, it seemed like our running backs did not get touched until they were two, three, four yards down the line of scrimmage. The game ended up Wisconsin had 57 rushes for 359 yards. They averaged 6.3 yards for carry and five rushing touchdowns against Michigan. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And just kind of seeing again on Twitter some of these pictures of the holes that uh, these backs were able to run through. Uh, Two, three yards down the field, just huge holes. Jonathan Taylor's touchdown run, they actually diagrammed it pretty well on TV. It was a bad shift by Michigan's defense. But there was nobody on the foot, on the screen as he was running uh, into the end zone. Uh, it was unbelievable. And the offensive line uh, just kind of carried the way. Jonathan Taylor, uh, I guess, to piggyback off of that, ended the day with 203 yards on 23 carries, didn't play for a quarter and a half because of cramps, uh, and two touchdowns with the one long 72-yard run. Uh, but I think the offensive line was the uh, story there. There's a great, uh, and I guess to shout out to the offensive line even farther, their, their hippo package that you saw a couple mm-hmm. times, Marlo. I don't know if you saw this uh, or were able to pick up on this, but they put some beef out on the field, uh, and they had a... Uh, a package where they had over 2,000 pounds, 2,500 pounds of offensive line on the field when they were on the goal line. It was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, The hippo package and the offensive line are my great. All right. Uh, Great. The... Staying with the offense, uh, another great... Another great would be... uh, Paul uh, Paul Chris becoming uh, a gamble taker and hitting every time three for three on fourth downs, including going forward on fourth down in the first quarter uh, with the with the pass play to to Cephas uh, to yeah. gain that first down. Um, but yeah, that was you know I don't know. It's just it's it's been a so far a season of where did this all come from? The offense is kind of different. We got Taylor catching balls. We're swinging it. We're we're flinging around. We're not just a run first offense. Uh, we we are well. We are run for a run first ever. We have the complimentary of a pass game. Well, kind of. Um, we have the so, but to see the creativity and play when calling we, when we mixed in. It. It's been there. Yes, when we needed it, the creativity and play calling and being able to execute on that creativity, go be able to go for it on fourth down. Um, and it's just it's a refreshing. It's just really refreshing. And I'm going to call that my grade for this week. Nice. That's fantastic. That's a good point. I. Uh, <laughs> Meant to bring that up and, and didn't jot it down. Three for three, like you said. Uh, one on the goal line uh, and one about midfield. Short yardage, but the one to Cephas yeah. was kind of the one that was like, holy crap, this is like <laughs> aggressive play calling. Uh, and you don't expect that from Paul Chris, but he, and after the game, he said kind of like, you feel sometimes 
you know what your team needs or know what your team can do. Uh, and God, he just went for it. And it obviously it worked out. And it's kind of it's easy to say like that was a good call because it worked out. But the, I think the mentality yeah. of it was why. Uh, why it worked and why we liked it. Uh, Wisconsin year, I did go three for three. Michigan, 0 for 11 on third downs. <laughs> 0 for 11 on third downs. Imagine if they didn't go three for four on fourth down, which a lot of those <laughs> were those 50-50 jump balls. Yeah. Uh, a yep. lot of those were. Um, all right. On to the bad, Marlo. Um, yep. I will start. My bad is the television coverage. You were not subject to this, <laughs> but it was, God, it was so Michigan-centric. It was unbelievable. Every time anything happened, it was Mich- because of what Michigan did or didn't do and not because of Wisconsin. For example, throughout the game, they kept referencing how this is the worst they've seen Michigan's offensive line play. No, oh, they God. talked about all the talent on Michigan's offense their wide receivers not bringing up the fact that hey what is wisconsin doing to make their offense line struggle what it blitzes how are they doing this and they did a little bit later but it was so maddening to be calling the game and it's like you would have thought like the narrative of the game was like this was michigan you know what it's one of those right then i'll just have their narrative before they go into the game yeah, and the narrative that they had in this game was that Michigan. This is Michigan's coming out party. Michigan is going to show, so we're going to learn all these things about Michigan and go from there. But then they kept explaining things that happened, as like in spite of all these Michigan things that we're going to tell you, something's going wrong, <laughs> like something's not happening. It's like it's this other team that you're not talking about. It was so frustrating. Uh, we got a great halftime pep talk from Charles Woodson, who addressed Big Blue Nation and the Michigan team. Like he was the coach talking to the camera. It was unbelievable just how one sided it seemed. But I mean, it was great because his team was getting shellacked, and it was like really depressing his his tone. But it was such a weird thing to be, you know, a Wisconsin fan or even a neutral neutral observer and seeing that kind of coverage. Uh, and uh, I mean, the amount of times that they brought up the catch non catch on the first drive of the game as if that was a deciding factor in a 35 to 0 game uh, <laughs> was nauseating throughout. Uh, so there we go. All right. The television coverage was bad and it was frustrating. And um, yeah, I'm just a homer. So that's that was my bad. And it went so well for Wisconsin, I couldn't find many bats. So I wanted to take an opportunity to complain about the uh, the television coverage. <laughs> so thank you for listening to my rant. <laughs> yeah, I also I also think that's an overarching thing. I feel like the years that we cut, we beat Michigan, uh, we don't ever get the credit because like once we beat them, they weren't a good that means they weren't a good team. Yeah. And then vice versa, when they beat us, it's like, oh, now they're back because they can beat Wisconsin. So I, I feel like we never, it's like we're always in a lose lose for some reason. And that could be my bias coming out, but that's how I feel about it. Um, yeah. I felt like they were talking about this game like Michigan went to like Rutgers and lost, or Michigan <laughs> went to like, I don't know, um, whatever, Purdue and lost. Like the way they were talking about it was like Michigan was blowing the game. And, like, they were letting, like, no, Wisconsin dominated this game. Like, that's the narrative. But the way they co- that it was covered in the telecast was le- was that, like, Michigan blew this game. They did not. I mean, they, in a sense, did. But it was because Wisconsin was so good, not because of all the things Michigan did wrong. And you can see, even in the things Michigan did wrong, reasons why, because Wisconsin was creating pressure, because they were tipping balls at the line of scrimmage, because of things Wisconsin was doing uh, and that didn't come through. And I, like you said, uh, the narrative very much so kept true to, to this game. Uh, that I, I, I don't know. I feel like we didn't get the credit. So 
Uh, there you go. That's my bad, Marlo. And that was longer than I thought. What is your bad, Marlo? Ah, <laughs> uh, my bad is um, my bad is me. I'm gonna call it me. Ooh, oh. I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, not that he he didn't, not that he had, a, not that, uh, not that Jack Cohen didn't have like an outstanding day. He didn't need to. Thirteen for sixteen hundred twenty eight yards. Uh, but he showed a lot of grit. He had an awesome, I don't know, was it a 30-yard run for the touchdown? Uh, 25, I, I think. Did, 25, that I had yeah. no idea where that came from. Yeah. Uh, did some other like gritty things. And, you know, that's, you know, Jake, he's, he's now my boy. He's now my oh. boy. So my oh. bad is me. My bad is me for spending all <laughs> summer talking down about Jack Cohen. He's yeah. now my boy. All right. Well, welcome on board to a Wisconsin quarterback uh, bandwagon. There's only pain from here on out, Marlo, I'm sure. Uh, as a former rider of the Hornybrook bandwagon, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, Cone had, it's weird to say he had a really good game. He finished, but, because it's not outstanding, but I mean, yeah. we talked about the rushing stats. Uh, he finished 13 of 16 for 128 yards, but he made throws when he needed to. Yes. When there was those 30 mediums, when there was on the fourth down play, that was I think maybe the biggest play of the game. Um, oh, Jonathan Taylor's seventy-two yard run. The second biggest play of the game. Um, <laughs> he made the plays he needed to. He did the things he didn't do. He maybe most importantly avoided the mistakes. Yeah. So I'm glad you're on board, Marlo. Um, it was a good game, and it, he did the things that a Wisconsin quarterback needs to do. And you're right that. That 25-yard run was kind of, uh, oh, my God, I didn't even know he could do this type of play. Yep. Uh, so if we add that, they ran an option play. Yeah. Did you see it? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? The, the, uh, I mean, the box that you think Wisconsin has been in uh, offensively, you know, as a run-only team, uh, I mean, this game blew that kind of concept wide open in my mind with – Cones run with the option play, with the fourth down throw to Cephas, with so many of these things where I'm just like, holy cow. Uh, it's third and two, and they run a, a pass play to Jonathan Taylor. Like, that was the design play, and they executed it. Like, this offense seems so creative. This is what we kind of – I hate always doing this. I know we've done this before. When we came into last year, this is what I thought it was going to be like. Like, this kind of creativity, this kind of, like uh, – different type of offense and we're and we're yep. seeing it uh we're seeing it this year so uh good on you i uh, putting yourself in the bad that takes uh <laughs> some real self-awareness marlo so i'm, pr- I'm proud of you thank you me. thank you i appreciate for, that for what, uh, what do you got for your bad uh my bad i did the television coverage I'll oh yeah you're my, very good i'll give you yeah, my ugly though you ready all right some ugly? Ugly. yep i can go with the targeting calls uh yeah all right and you, here's but it's but i'm, I'm on you stole sides. mine you stole mine uh, nice all right well we shared it this is good <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on both sides of it, and I think I got them in the right order. So, Burrell was first, right, and yeah. then Pearson was second. So, Burrell was a bad call. I don't understand how you decide that that quarterback is sliding, and that at what point he is quote unquote defenseless because he definitely looked like he was diving forward for the first down on that play, and then he's just a runner at that point. And the fact yep. that they called that targeting and it was upheld is ridiculous. On the reverse side, Pearson's, I was hot. I sent out a text. I was upset. <laughs> I was so hot from the I first I said call. some things. That one was bad. When I saw it in the initial one, it looked like McCaffrey was jumping in the air 
and then he just kind of collided with him in the air, and then on replay, he was already down, and then the shoulder went into the head, and it looked really bad. Also, I don't not making excuses, but McCaffrey looked like he was like a deer learning how to walk out there. He looked uncoordinated. I'm not saying he's uncoordinated, but he he was gangly. He looks like he needs about 20 more pounds of muscles before he's playing college football. Um, he looked like he didn't know how to slide, how to really run out there. It looked really weird. And I think that kind of awkwardness of him led to these two things. Um, <laughs> but my ugly is the bad call and then the, the good call and the bad hit by Pearson. Uh, and both those guys are going to be out for the first half next week, which sucks. Yeah, uh, sucks bad. that's my ugly. What do you what what do you have to say about that? Because yeah, no, that's what I think. Take a more of a. I thought this was football. Yeah, (laughs) I, I, especially on the first hit, the first one. So Mm -hmm. here's my take on it. Yeah, the first one, I was like, that is football. Let them play football. The second one, I still think it's football, but I understand why. I understand the understand why they're making these rules and why they they're going to take these stands because it was a vicious hit right to the head. Although I would counter with, yep. he wasn't going for the head, but it has head having to slip down while he was going towards the tackle. But these are semantics, yeah. and intention is not part of it. It's not part of it. It's it's all about what the what actually happened. No, so it's the same thing with the the Burrell one. They both went. They both lowered their heads to run into each other because he's a runner. Yeah. Yeah, just because he's a quarterback, if he's running, he's not giving himself up when he's diving forward. Ugh, that one frustrates me so much. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right, the ugly. Uh, I think this was our, our best, the ugly one, because we actually had kind of an ugly thing to, to talk about. Yeah. We had such actually had ugly. good luck so far, and we, we found one. So yeah. We did it. Yeah. I could add into the right, ugly um, Michigan fans as a whole. Uh, Michigan yeah. fans, especially pregame, they are, you know, they think they own the world. Uh, they're not... There's 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 fan bases out there that I can I can stand. Michigan's definitely not one of them. Um, but yeah, they came in, thought they could rule, and then they left with the, with their tears, a bucket of tears in their hand. So go home, hail to that. Yeah, I definitely didn't feel bad for any of the sad Michigan fans that they kept showing on on the TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. All right, should we move yeah. on next week? All right, next week, next week we got uh, Wisconsin is hosting Northwestern. It's that uh, cheeky little 11 a.m. time, but at least it's in Madison. Uh, Northwestern coming off a pretty bad loss to Michigan State. I believe it was 31 to 10. Um, Wisconsin opens up as a, I saw a minus 23 and a half point favorite. It's uh, a huge spread. It's a huge number, um, but I think it talks to uh, how good Wisconsin looked this week, how bad. Northwestern look. Marla, what are your predictions? What are your expectations of perennial trap game Northwestern? This is a perennial trap game. I think I saw, I wish I would have wrote this stat down, but we, in the last, we have a losing record against them in the last, uh, like, five years or whatever. Mm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yes, I, I, I'm i cautiously worried because every time I think we have Northwestern and we shouldn't worry about them is when we have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a huge spread. That's a huge spread to put out there. But I do agree. I've seen a little bit of Northwestern, and they have they don't have an offense or an offense yeah. that it's that it's just not it's not running right now. Um, yeah, their, and their starting quarterback got knocked out for the season against Stanford in their first game, so they're on their backup yeah. quarterback. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, and that yeah, like I said, just it speaks to their not being able to produce points in obviously Wisconsin, be able to stop people from producing points. Doesn't seem like a good mixture on paper, um, but yeah, I'll be looking. I'll be looking to hopefully say that continue and hopefully have a stress free game um, as it should be. But yeah. there's something in the back of my head that has me nervous. Oh, for sure. And I think anytime you're going against Pat Fitzgerald, you should have a little bit of reservation. But we circled, uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, maybe a little bit more than what we got wrong, or maybe we can move it up here. We kind of circled Northwestern Michigan State as an upset alert. Yep. Um, it was that early game, but it was in Northwestern. And when I tuned that game, they were talking about being on the banks of Lake <laughs> Michigan. I don't think that's really true, but okay. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, and. It, that's kind of the game where Northwestern kind of shows their, you know, their grit. They win 17-10, something like that. They got whooped by Michigan State, who couldn't score in any week before uh, their game against Northwestern. So, I don't know. I, f- I don't want to act too confident, Marlo. I don't mean to do that. But uh, with the 24-point spread, we've been here before, though, uh, so you have to have it in the back of your mind. But with the 24-point spread, which how, with how bad they played against Michigan State, uh, I'm expecting maybe a similar 31-10 type game um, in, into this into this one. 31 type 10 being what Michigan State Northwestern score was. I, yeah. I, I think something like that will, will be here. Uh, hopefully a comfortable week, but with Northwestern, you know, you always kind of have that doubt, like you said. Um, but yeah, I, it should it should be a good one. It's uh, yeah, it should be a good. One. We were wearing throwback jerseys. Did you know this? No. Both teams throwback jerseys. Uh, from I don't know a long time ago. They're not terrible. From the past. From the past. Uh, okay. Really, yeah. Hopefully, they're better than the Packers throwback jerseys. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think this is the better. last time the Packers are wearing those third jerseys. Oh, really? They're changing. They're going to different throwback jerseys when they do throwback jerseys. <laughs> nice. They're gonna be all last, about the merch. They're, they're gonna be the actual colors of the Green Bay Packers. I think now. When they do. Got it. Anyway, got it. Got it. That's all right. right yeah. So you got throwbacks. I think. Yeah. I, I like your thirty-one ten. Um, I'll go. I'll go. We'll get. <laughs> I'm still nervous, but I'll go. I'll go with the over. I'll go with the over yeah. on this one. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Um. All right. Who's back, Marlo? Moving on. Okay. So stepping out away from Wisconsin Badgers. What a weekend! Just one more second, Badger fans. Just take a breath. Take it in. Thirty-five fourteen over Michigan. Dominated. So much fun. All right. On to the next one. All right. On to next week. Well, on to other college football things before we move on, Matt. Yep. Who's back, Marlo? Here we go. Pac-12 is, was back. F- for a minute. They had six ranked teams going into the week, which is the most they had since, I don't know, the founding of football, founding of the Pac-12. <laughs> since it expanded to 12 teams. I have no idea if this is true. <laughs> <laughs> they had six ranked teams. Three of them promptly lost. Um, and Cal just hung on with a very iffy. Very iffy end of the game, um, officiating thing. That was Cal, right? Cal. Yeah, that was Cal. Yeah, ran out of time uh, at the Miss end. Or yep, just, Ole Miss. Did say something like that? Yep. Uh, that was very iffy, so almost four of them could have lost. Um, Pactol's back? Maybe. Possibly. But since they're back, which I think we're going to talk about, they might not be back because <laughs> they keep beating each other. Yeah, they keep beating each other, and they don't have the kind of – when the SEC and the Big Ten kind of beat up on each other, there's a little bit of, yeah, but, you know, they still have these, you know, three other wins, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The Pac-12 doesn't really have that. And when, uh, maybe we'll talk, let's talk about it now. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll talk we'll about it. We'll talk about it later. Uh, some of these teams beating each other, it just, you know, when you're ranked 24, 25 and you lose, you're knocked out. But when you're ranked, you know, 11 and 14, like Wisconsin and Michigan State, where Michigan uh, just drops to just drops to 20, I think, something like that. So down, they're probably going to be down to three teams by the time that this is out. So Pac-12, back-ish, but not. But as part of that, Marlon, guess who's back? I called it. USC yeah. is back again, even though they were <laughs> they were back, they weren't back, and now they're back, and yeah. uh, might not be back again next week. But for right now, they are back. They uh, upset uh, number ten ranked Utah, Utah. Uh, thirty to twenty three in the Coliseum. Um, I don't know, they're back, Marlo. USC wins again, another big victory for the Trojans for. Uh, I forgot the coach's name, but everybody wants him fired. That guy uh, <laughs> continues to win. Uh, we'll see. But USC is back, and Marlo maybe closer to home. This is a big one. Oh yeah, who's back? Horny for Heisman. Is that what it was the thing? I already forgot. Yeah, horny for Heisman. Horny for Heisman. Heisman's back. back, dude. Man, it gets the step in for Florida State. First yeah. pass was a uh, first pass touchdown. Yeah, forty-four yard touchdown. Forty-four yard tutty. That's what um, happens when your wide receivers care. <laughs> <laughs> they just score. They just they just score on every pass. Well, that one, um, yeah. yeah, comes in leads Florida State back from uh, the grips of defeat against Louisville. 255 yards, two touchdowns. Woof. Yeah, yeah. Was, wow. Yeah, where'd that come from? I think I saw the highlights when this came out, like uh, that he got in, and I saw the highlights. And the two I saw were like that the fifty yard pass, and he had like another seventy yard pass, and like where the hell was this come from? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Horny's back, and he's just making his Heisman well, push. And that, yeah. now we have a QB controversy in Florida State. <laughs> yeah, this is a really weird game. They were up twenty one to zero in the first <laughs> quarter, and then they didn't score again until the fourth quarter until Horny got installed in the offense. <laughs> and for a while there, so he had the, he came in and they talked about him playing a series in this game. He came in, he threw one pass and scored a touchdown. I was like, well, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he did his series. Uh, but then I think Blackman got hurt and he had to come in and lead him back. Um, for a while, it seemed very much like Wisconsin Hornybrook where it's like, yeah, he's completing passes, but they're underneath passes and they're like very, you'd call kind of high percentage passes, right? Yeah. He, he's making plays but he's not moving the chains significantly and then uh they had a drive late in the um well he had the other big play uh but there were just he had receivers in space i don't think louisville's very good i guess where i'm going with this i'd like to see this continue and florida state fans i would caution you <laughs> to, get, to get your hopes up too much on the uh i mean buy all the t-shirts but by all means um the one i have is kind of red but it might work for Florida State. I'm just kidding. I don't have a horny of a Heisman uh, uh, shirt. Um, could you dye it? Can you dye it and just change it like a darker red? I don't know. Um, I don't know. He, he yeah. led them back and was kind of like doing the like dapping up everybody, kind of like I'm the leader of this team now kind of thing. And uh, I think if you were a Wisconsin offensive lineman, you'd be like, I've seen this kind of shit before. Um <laughs> but I don't know. Beware. I'm not. I'm not really. It was weird because I, I'm was watching this game and I'm rooting against him, which I probably Whoa, as a grown man, <laughs> I probably shouldn't be doing that. Right? Yep. 
but like a yeah. little bit means like I rode your bandwagon, I pushed for you, I defended you for so many years, and then you know all the stories came out and you transferred, and now I have to watch you play on another team. Kind of want that to go poorly. Um, <laughs> maybe I should be better than that, but mm, here I am. Um, I'll be interested to see. I think Louisville's bad. It was really weird to watch this game because the Florida State fans left. Like the stadium was half empty as they get this big comeback uh, to to win the game. They were down, uh, as I mentioned, they went up twenty one zero. They were down twenty four twenty one, and everybody just left. It was <laughs> it was bizarre. It was bizarre, and you know the fifteen fans or whatever it was that came back, um, or were still around. It was in Tallahassee, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was empty. It was empty. We'll see how they do against uh, real opposition and real defenses. I, like I said, I think Louisville is really bad, uh, but they got uh, NC State this week. They're pretty bad, but then at Clemson, and if he survives that, Oof. then we can start the Heisman campaign. Horny for Horny Heisman is back. Ugh. You heard it here first. All right, I don't. I, I, I should get over myself, but God, <laughs> frustrates me. All right, who's not, Marl? Who's not? Who's back? not? I'll tell you who's not back. Notre Dame. Not yep. back, losing to Georgia in the uh, primetime spot of the night. Yep. Uh, another chance for Notre Dame, for them to make their national playoff case, another chance to you know say, hey, we're here on the big stage, and they uh, fumble it, I guess. Uh, 23-17 was the final score. Not back. All right. <laughs> All right, Marlon, who's not? Uh, I guess once again we find ourselves with uh, Notre Dame. And who's not? Yeah, Notre Dame, not back after falling to Georgia. Uh, Falling to Georgia at the the primetime game on Saturday night. Um, I believe a lot of people have said, oh, well, Georgia put up a good fight. Like, they show that they belong, and then they have another game next week, and they still make the playoffs, which to me I think is crap. But... At no point during this game watching it was I like, oh, Notre Dame has this. They're going to be able to take down Georgia. I just felt like Georgia always had control of it, maybe had some mistakes where they weren't mm-hmm. in the lead of the game, but I just I felt that Notre Dame was outmatched the whole game. Yeah, I think the, the scoreline is actually favorable to Notre Dame, as you kind of mentioned. Uh, they had a later touchdown. It was 23-10, to 10, and the outcome never really seemed to doubt in in the game, uh, it's just another chance. Notre Dame needs to win one of these big ones. Uh, I know that you can sit here and say, "Well, if Notre Dame wins out, they still have a shot." But man, they still have a, a tough schedule. They host Virginia this week. Uh, they still have to play USC, who uh, you know, obviously I love, uh, and then they have yeah. to play at Michigan. Who knows what that game will look like at that time? Maybe Michigan will finally figure it out. Uh, but some tough games on there. I don't know that they're going to go undefeated in the rest of the schedule. Obviously, a loss at a top five ranked Georgia. They're ranked three, uh, but a loss at a top five team isn't kind of a uh, nail in the coffin for playoffs, but. They got to win one of these big games. Notre Dame does to be, you know, we keep talking about them. Like they're yeah. one win away, and they keep being one win away. And at some point, we got to just stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. And this was another opportunity that went begging for them. Um, so I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't great for Notre Dame. So not back. Notre not Dame. back. Also not back. UCF denied another national title. Dang. They lose to Pitt. At Pitt, um, on the craziest play, on the craziest play, 
There was no excuse. UCF should have won this game. Uh, they let Pitt back in, and then Pitt went for two uh, and for the win. Ballsy. Not only ballsy, the call, the play call was ballsy, yeah. and it all worked out, and uh, UCF has now denied their, their second national title. Yeah, tough for them. Uh, I'm sure the T-shirts were already made. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're still going to have the T-shirts. It was... A- <laughs> <laughs> You can't stop us from making T-shirts and hanging banners. Uh, it was, it was a really weird game. Uh, Pitt went out to a big lead early. UCF stormed all the way back and took a lead, and then Pitt came back and won it. It was a very uh, back and forth, entertaining game, but uh, tough for, tough for UCF. Um, so way to way to not be back, UCF. Uh, defending or one year removed can't even remember now <laughs> national champions <laughs> all right looking back at last week marlo what else we got right game of the week we circled it yeah uh, i guess college sports circled it but uh we said notre dame georgia is going to be the game of the week we both had georgia we both didn't believe in notre dame as we talked about a little bit ago we were right we uh win. we win upset as we talked about earlier i was on usc against utah still on usc uh, I got that right. What we got wrong, Marlo? We slept, uh, one of us literally, on UCLA-Washington <laughs> State. Because I think if you look at it as a kind of from an entertainment standpoint, yes, from a what the H-E-L-L is happening here standpoint, uh, it's a family podcast that I think I've already sworn twice in. So I had to <laughs> spell that one out. Um, UCLA comes back from unheard of amount of points to beat Washington State. And I'm told you were. Uh, I'm told by you. Yeah. You know, I said it that way. That Reporter. you stayed up for it. <laughs> yeah, I just stayed up. It was wild. UCLA was down 31 points in the in the second half. Still came back to rally to win. Uh, just an extreme back and forth game. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense optional. No one knows how to tackle on, on either of those teams. They just don't. It's if you watch some of the highlights of those those runs, you're like, who are these people on defense? Like, wh- where did they come from? The Pop Warner. Not another tackle, but Chip Kelly gets off the snide, gets a win. Yeah, Chip uh, Kelly back. Yeah, Chip Kelly back. Offensive genius back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a highly entertaining game yeah. to watch, uh, especially being the the late. Sometimes I really love the late night Pac-12 games. It's the oh, yeah. one. It's the last last little football left on Saturday, and then you get wild stuff like this every once in a while. Yeah, and then you're and then you go to bed. It's like it's two thirty in the morning. Like, what am I yeah. doing? <laughs> get up in the morning. Uh, you know who was watching that game and loving the defense? Ted Thompson. He's like, I should, I'm going to draft a couple of those guys for the Packers. And you're like, Ted, you're not the GM anymore. Knock it off. Uh, all right. <laughs> little deep cut joke there. All right, Ted Thompson loved Pac-12 cornerbacks. Loved them. All right. Um, what we got wrong? Marlo, your upset pick. Uh, granted, good upset picks. We can't we can't them all. Let's be to be fair. This wasn't uh, even close. Wasn't even close. Washington went into BYU, uh, stomped them 45 to 19. Um, they were emotionally drained from the first one. I should have knew that from their fair. upset yeah. the week before. BYU, very emotional, very emotional team, very emotional campus. Um, also, we put uh, Michigan State, we talked about this a little bit earlier, put them upset alert that 11 a.m. early kickoff by the kind of by byish the lake. Um, didn't happen. Michigan State easily won 31 to 10. Uh, hopefully, for a repeat of that next week. All right, Marlo, that is looking back. Let's look forward. On to next week. On next to week, week five? I think so. Week five, four or five, week five of the college football schedule. Game of the week. Oof. It's, last week we had some great ones. 
Yes. We kind of debated about what it would be. We'll do a little bit of, I think, a debate here. But like this week, it felt a little tougher. felt a little tougher. The primetime ABC game was Ohio State, Nebraska. That's probably it. It's a big... The names. If we it's, a big, it's a big brand name week. Big brand name week. Uh, Nebraska's supposed to be back. We didn't talk about Nebraska uh, at all <laughs> last week. We didn't talk about them at all today. And I guess that's all you really need to say about Nebraska. They're not even literally on our radar right now. They squeaked past Illinois. Uh, had to score 14 fourth quarter points to win uh, against in Illinois. Um they're supposed to be back. They obviously lost to Colorado. Ohio State steamrolling everybody. They haven't really. Yeah, you know, but anybody. people people forgot. People forget. Yeah. Uh, Miami of Ohio was up on Ohio State five to nothing this That's past true. week. I definitely tuned in. I was like seven five. Interesting. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> the next time the scroll came across, it was like twenty one to five, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> never <Yeah>. mind." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's the ABC game. I think that's uh, – is that where um, game day is going to be? Game day, yeah. Game day will be in Lincoln for that one. I, so Okay. So maybe you can get kind of some, you know, black shirt kind of Nebraska home. I don't know. I don't see it. Um, I say it just looks so good. Although, we'll see. But I'm not too excited about it, to be fair. I'm going to watch it. Don't get me wrong. You no. know, Nebraska's in it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm rooting for Nebraska, but I'd like to see Ohio State lose. Um, but then we someone give him a game. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami of Ohio. Jeez. Yeah, you had him five. You had him up five dollars. Then you let him score seventy-two unanswered yeah. points. Yeah, you let it just slip through your fingers. It slip uh, right through your fingers. Right, oh man, Marla. Let's point out uh, Virginia Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, we talked about Notre Dame a little bit ago. Uh, if they're going to make this run, they're going to say that they're a national program. They have to win this game, Virginia. Is ranked, beat Florida State already, I think. Beat, uh, kind of struggled against Old Dominion last week. They were down early, roared back to win. Uh, kind of one of those other you know thirty unanswered point type things. That might be interesting, uh, just to see what Notre Dame really is. Other than that, my USC Trojans. This sucks. I don't know how I've painted myself into this corner on the podcast, but it's fun. Yeah. I'm gonna ride it out. Yeah, sitting. They're back, number 21, ranked 21st this week. Yeah, ranked 21st. They're going against uh, Washington, the team that Marlo doesn't believe in. Uh, no. Could be a good one. A good Pac-12 battle, Marlo. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that'll be the game of the week. All right. Sleeper. Sleeper game of the week. Yep. Uh, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Mm. Could, be a, could sure. be a good one. Could be a good one. Probably won't be defense in there. I Probably won't be defense. Big 12 uh, defense. Yeah, Big 12 defense. Another Big 12-er, Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Yeah, Could be sneaky. Is that the Big Fox game? I thought that was the Big Fox Is game. that the Big Fox game? It might be. The uh, I think Chris Meyer was doing the Broncos-Packers game. He was talking about that when a UFC or a boxing promo was up on the screen. So he was going into the detail about the football game while I was looking at like the boxers. It was really confusing. Like, I, didn't, I couldn't understand either because I couldn't hear what he was saying, but I couldn't not see what I was seeing. Yeah, and then I learned it neither. I don't know when either of them uh, is on and anything. So good job, good job, Fox Sports announcers. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, Marlo. If it trickled out on campus, but there's some Urban Meyer to USC rumors. Uh, Clay Helton is that USC's coach? He keeps winning, so he doesn't want to hear about it. But uh, there's some strong Urban Meyer to USC, and if that happens, 
God, am I going to pivot so hard in USC and root against them <laughs> so hard? <laughs> like nothing else. Oh, my gosh. Um, Urban Meyer, famously done with football, uh, is now rumored uh, to be pretty close to being back, it sounds like. Oh yeah, he's definitely back. I, I, yeah, I could see, I could see USC. I thought the two that he would come back for would be USC or Notre Dame. Those just seem like two. Mm. I mean, what's what's kind of it has to be on par with Ohio State at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, he's done Florida, Ohio State. Like, where do you go to next? So, I could definitely see USC, Urban Meyer in LA, bringing Hollywood back. Probably have no violations because there's nothing. There's nothing you can give away in, in LA. Yeah, um, totally makes yeah. sense. He's that's why that's why he took the freaking Fox job so he can hang out with uh with Reggie and yeah, it, and Liner Reggie and Liner and get you know get the inside on, on yeah. the, US, the USC job. Yeah, Brady Quinn. It was just watching that as a Wisconsin fan. It's just, it was Liner, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie Bush, Brady Quinn, Charles Woodson, <laughs> Urban Meyer, and it's like God. I listen. These guys break the sun. And it was. I mean, it was great because it was twenty to zero or twenty one zero or whatever it was. It was fantastic. But like, God, I don't hear from these guys. Um. Does he have a job at Ohio State still? Urban Meyer? Yeah. Is he still? I know he was like, he was teaching he a class like and coaching. Class oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah. We talked about it. I forgot the title of the. Really yeah. It was cool. some leadership and it was something that he should not have. Yeah. I was trying <laughs> to think like what his schedule is like as a professor. Like, yeah. what is his office? Like, what do you do? Like, is he going to work at like eight in the morning and like, work on leaderships like it just i was just trying to think through like what this would be like and like if he went into office hours like does he have like leadership books he probably has his but does he have books i bet he has his books oh i'm sure he has his books on there god all right urban meyer annoying all right upset alert marlo we had to search high we had to search low for upsets i don't feel strongly on any upset but 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 penn state is traveling into Wherever, what is Maryland st- Stadium called? God darn it! No it's called idea. Maryland Stadium. <laughs> nickname. It's called Maryland Stadium. They're going into the Maryland Stadium on Friday night. It's hard to go into Maryland on Friday night, Marlo. I've tried. Never have gone to Maryland on a Friday night. Um, that's all I had. Penn State's going twelve three. Penn State going into Maryland. Uh, they are six. Po- they are six point favorites. Uh, FPI. I haven't brought up FPI. Ooh. This far into the podcast, what are they paying? What are they not paying us for? Right, uh, they're seventy percent to win. Um, that's the only. That's the only kind of ranked team. A lot of ranked teams are home. It's a lot of ranked teams or a lot of ranked teams on ranked teams that aren't really, you know, too disparate like USC, um, Washington, like Virginia, Notre Dame. So nothing I felt strongly about. So I'm circling this one. I think Maryland might get back to their scoring ways, and Penn State. I don't know what has Penn State shown us, Marla. Have they shown us anything this year? No. They could they, beat Pitt. They barely. Crushed, they crushed Idaho. They crushed Buffalo. They barely beat Pitt, who beat the defending one year maybe removed national champions. So that's what they've taught us. Um, yeah. That's what, what about, I got. Do you got what about uh, Indiana over Michigan State? You're going to do the Indiana thing again? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I Indiana. saw that one, and I was like, Marlo, I, I knew you were going to say this one. I'm not. I'm not picking. I'm not going anywhere near Indiana again. That was. That was not fun. Wait, did we pick up? Let's go back. Game of the week. Are we both going? Ohio State Nebraska going to be the game. The game of the week. 
I'm gonna oh, go yeah. with USC. I'm gonna go with USC Washington. I'm gonna go. I'm That's a good USC. one. USC. I'm gonna one. take that as my game of the week. And by game of the week, by the way, I guess we never really fleshed this out. What do you mean? What will be the most like interesting, impactful game? Like, what do we? Yeah. What What will be the best game of the week? Yeah. What will be the talked about game of the week? Yeah. Is yeah. what I. Is how I see. Is okay. how I see. Good. 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 We're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. On the same page. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go with USC Washington. All right. I think I'm gonna go with the sleeper Kansas State Oklahoma State. All you right. Get like, you don't get like more points if it's more ridiculous. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I no, I'm not sure. We you want It's our show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we just award you more points to a game that doesn't really points. All right. Uh, you got an upset. I think I'm going to take that. That Penn State Friday night. Well, Friday night. Friday night lights. There's a lot of in Maryland Stadium. You can't. I think, it's, I think it's jokingly called the Snake Pit. I think I saw um, Scott Van Pelt tweet about that. It's called the Snake. Why is it for called no, the Snake Pit? For no reason, because they're the terrapins or turtles. It doesn't make any sense, but I think it's yeah. like a joke. Got it. Got but it. When, the it, joke's funny. <laughs> a, yeah, when your stadium's nickname is a joke, I'm not sure that's good. <laughs> not just, but it's got to be tough to play in on Friday night. All right. Upset you're you're looking at here. I'm doing it in Indiana over Michigan oh, you State. Did the Indiana one. Yeah. Cuz Michigan State's I, ranked now, so it's a true upset. Indiana I was giving you a chance to pick something else. That's what I oh, I know. Oh, I know. It's a little little trick they do in the biz. <sighs> Indiana's going to hurt your feelings again. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think they're not good. <laughs> I don't think Michigan State's good. I think they're garbage. I know. Well, if they are, that means Northwestern's even more garbage and then we should have a nice little Saturday for us next Yeah. Time, next Saturday. Uh, it's eleven o'clock game. I kind of like the eleven o'clock game. I kind of, I kind of like getting it done, you know. And when you win, I guess it's when you win. I yeah, when you win, eleven o'clock game when you lose just ruins the day. <laughs> the day <laughs> yeah. is shot. Yeah, football's stupid. You don't want to watch you, you, the two thirty games. You're not even getting into until like the fourth quarter of those if they're good. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. I'll finally cut the lawn. Fine. Yeah. Uh, you do the. Yeah, you're right. But when you win. Oh, what a, what a great weekend it is! That, that's what set it all. Uh, whereas, yeah, when it's when when you win, you're great. The next set of games come on, and all you're doing is talk about how great your game is and how much this team sucks. Whatever team you're watching, because we would yeah. go and wax them. Yeah, da, 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 da. it's yeah. I was watching Auburn Texas A&M, and I was like, Oof, Auburn might be really good. Yeah, I did. I did the same thing. I was like, Ooh. I don't know how good Texas A&M is though. It's there's <laughs> they're so tough because so their Texas A&M it, their schedule is so tough. So they're going to be like six and six and probably ranked like twenty fifth because like their losses are going to be the top ten teams. It's crazy, but if they're good, they got to win one, right? I don't know. Right? Yes, it, it'll be weird. But I swear they're going to be six and six and uh, play like Indiana in a bowl game. Just kidding, Indiana. It's not going to be bowl eligible. They're terrible. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on college, Marlo? Before we move no, on, man. to the pros. I think we're good. I think we can head on oh. to the professionals. Indiana is three and one. I'm giving them a hard time just because we picked them that one against Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. They may be not terrible. They might get bowl eligible. How about that? Might get bowl eligible. They did crush UConn thirty eight to three this week. So boom, you have that. Um, all right, on the NFL, Marlo, uh, your Bears haven't played. We'll get to them in a little bit. Packers played, and they beat the Denver Broncos twenty seven to sixteen. Covered the uh, five and a half. I think it was point spread, something like that. Um, I think the story of this game was the defense, or was it Joe Flacco? Not sure. 
but we'll go with the defense. Defense, most notably, forcing three turnovers. And I think uh, most, I don't want to say surprisingly, but the thing that stuck out was the players who were making plays and, and kind of affecting the game were the additions to the team uh, from the draft and from free agency. Preston Smith, free agent, had three sacks. Richard Gary from the draft, a sack and a fumble recovery. Zaire Smith, free agency, two sacks. Darnell Savage. Great name, great safety name with the interception. Uh, the additions are making plays, making this defense one of the best in the NFL. Uh, as a little concern with the run defense, we did give up about 150 yards rushing. There were a lot of plays where it looked like we had Lindsey or Freeman in the backfield, and then we just didn't. And then they had seven, eight, nine yards. Uh, that was a little concerning, but they buckled down when they needed to, held Denver to 16 points again, maybe assisted a little bit by uh, Joe Flacco, who is not good at football anymore. Um, that's the defensive side. That was the good thing. Uh, Rogers, Marlowe, not panicking yet. But I'm Are you getting, worried? Is it time to worry? I'm getting a little bit of a... Alarm bells is too strong of a worm. I'm getting like a little a little poke, a little nervous poke in the back of my brain. What's going on here? What is going on here? To be fair, I think I think you're this is where like you're gonna get mad and you're gonna be like freaking Packer fans complaining about Aaron Rodgers and complaining about we're we're three now. He we've won all of our games and he's been fine. But he hasn't been the best quarterback, right? And this yeah. is I, I Correct. I mean, jump in, Marlon. Let me know if I'm just yeah. being ridiculous. But like, we expect Aaron Rodgers to be a certain level of quarterback, right? And I'm starting to worry that he's not that level of quarterback. And that might be a ridiculous thing to worry about. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, that's you, you got to worry about it, right? I, I'm, this is well, I yeah. You know, I think I, I uh, up until I would say, I mean, up until this point. He has been kind of the gold standard as far as you know. I mean, my you know, you got your top. It's like. It's Roger. It's Tom Brady and Rogers, right? Drew yeah. Brees and you know maybe maybe Drew Brees mixed yeah. in there, but these are the top one of the top top quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you know, does crazy, does things, has an amazing arm, like makes things happen. And you get into this season and you look at it and it's like that's that's not that's not the Rogers I've known. It's not you know the <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in the. Uh, there's been flashes, but like the for yeah. for a full game. I I haven't seen it and uh, don't know. I again I, I mean, I've watched the the Bears game, the the game against the Bears. The other two I, I didn't watch as intently, but it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that he has that same it factor. Like I said, every once in a while he'll have that throw or that that you know that Rogers look, but for like it doesn't seem as he's as lethal for the uh, entirety of the game. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're right on. He still can make that kind of I'm scrambling to my left and I throw a dart to my right kind of like you know, next level play, but like on the the play to play, the down to down, it the execution isn't there. And I don't know what it is, but it's been 2 3 years of this like you can do the great, but like the uh, efficient, he's not he's just not there. Finishing the day 17 to 29, 235 yards, a touchdown, not making the mistakes, but it's just not there. We're we're leading the league in three and outs. The Packers are. They were at some point in this game. I there were a lot of them in this game, so I presume yeah. we're still leading the league. And I there's so many times you see him come off the field and he does this like eye roll, shake of the head, look at the I don't know if he's looking at the scoreboard or the replay or something, and it's like 
I'm getting tired of this, like, I'm annoyed. Like, I should, like, I don't know if it's him being, like, I'm annoyed or, like, somebody did something wrong. It's like, you should be, you're supposed to be the best. Figure this out. And I just keep, like, wanting more. That said, we're 3-0 and things have been going really well. So I can't get too upset. But, like, I feel like we should be, the offense should be clicking more. In the first half, I felt... Uh, like I was watching Michigan's offense a little bit. Like something is missing here. Like what is it? I don't understand. Uh, Homer excuse. Running game this is supposed to be running offense. Running game's not there. They had 23 rushes for 77 yards. Not great. Um, they've played the Broncos, the Bears, the Vikings. It's they're probably not going to have a harder stretch of defenses than that. Probably. Uh, obviously, this season is young, but we came into this season thinking those would be good defenses. They look like they're good defenses. Um, so maybe that is part of it, but something seems to be not clicking, and it's starting to f- poke me in the back a little bit going, hey, are we seeing a different Aaron Rodgers? And if so, can he still be great in this new Aaron Rodgers? So I don't know. Just a little Aaron Rodgers right there for you, Marlo. Yep. Uh, next week, they are playing Philadelphia. Uh, Packers are on Thursday night. This snuck up at me. I didn't know what was happening, but apparently we're playing on Thursday night um, against Philadelphia. It's a tough spot. I don't know, Marlo, is this a tough spot to catch Philadelphia or a good spot to catch Philadelphia? Philadelphia coming up. Um, two two losses. Yeah. Two Atlanta, yeah. two Detroit. Good or bad spot? Uh, and they're also injured at the wide receiver position. That's like, true. I, they're all, yeah, so... I that for that reason I think it's a good spot. They're still trying to bring up receivers that maybe Carson Wentz is not as comfortable with. Doesn't have in their their two play. I mean they're, they're missing probably their two best players playmakers at the wide wide receiver position. So yeah, I think you're in, I think it's a good spot to catch them. You lucky some yeah. Huh, good. Well, I was gonna I was leaning towards bad spot. Uh, I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, but that's a good point with the wide receivers. They're still probably incorporating Jordan Howard in their slew of running backs that I think they just need to kind of figure out Figure out there. Um, Carson, Carson Wentz doesn't seem to be the similar. I mean, kind of similar to Rodgers. You're like, I know it's there, but it's not showing itself, right? Like it doesn't yeah. – something isn't, isn't clicking. Uh, I haven't tuned into all the Eagles games, but uh, it just doesn't seem like it is all clicking there. Uh, why I think it's a bad spot, Marlo, and why uh, – I'm glad to hear your side of things because it's obviously rosier than mine. But this is like has to be a must win for Philadelphia. They're yes. one and two. Cowboys are three and zero. Oh. They have to win this game. Um, and I don't. It, it's kind of like a. Are they mo- more motivated now that they lost to the Lions, who maybe are good? I don't know. Mm, they tied the Cardinals. It's weird. Um, <laughs> maybe that's just the Lions being the Lions. Uh, it's an interesting spot. Um, for sure, uh, I'm encouraged that you think that it's a good spot because I was worried that it was a, a must-win in that it's going to be a kitchen sink game for him. So that's fair. We got that. We got that. Bears looking ahead to the Bears, Marlo. Bears, Bears you want, play. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to talk about the Packers anymore? No, I'm good. Three zero. Three zero. Okay, congrats. All right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that leading the league in three and outs that will catch up to you if you keep it up. Just yeah, just a worry. Uh, right, but Bears pass along. <laughs> played on Monday night against the Washington Redskins. Dear Aaron Rodgers, I'm writing my email. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Varys, tomorrow play Washington. So by the time you hear this, you, they might have already played, but might not have. Uh, we talked about this a little last week, Marlo. Your favorite, I think, by five points, five and a half points, going into Washington. Overrunners at forty, which is amazingly low. Um, that makes sense. How do you how do you feel? How do you feel? Well, I feel like it's a must win. Yeah. Like you said, the, the package three zero. The Detroit's two one two. I don't know how, oh, how that works. They're two zero and one. There you go. Yeah. They haven't lost. Yeah, they haven't lost. Um, and Minnesota's now two and one as well. Two and one. Yep. So. It's a must win. I don't think Washington is that good. They in no. Case Keenum at quarterback, yeah. their best running back is like fifty. Um and Adrian yeah. Well Peterson. their best running back's injured on the injured reserve and yeah. Adrian Peterson is like fifty, yeah. But he set yeah. out that one year, Marlo, so his legs are fresh. Oh, he's that's like, right. Yeah. He's so like it's... he's like forty nine in football years. Got it. Yeah. He, so Well he didn't sit out. He got <laughs> he got suspended, but whatever. Yeah, so I, this is a this is a get Mitch right game. That's how I'm seeing it. Ah. It's get get Mitch right game. Get him rolling. Let's get a freaking pass TD, <laughs> and and just have everything be fine so we can stop this whole uh, Mitch. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. It's a get Mitch yeah. right game. That's how I'm seeing it. Uh, planning on winning it, so that'd be good for Monday night. Yeah. Going into next week to take down Minneapolis, and then all will be right in the world. Yeah. Uh, Washington defense gave up 32 points to the Eagles, 31 to the Cowboys, so probably not the best defense in the world uh, there. Have you, Marl, I don't know if you were made aware of this, and I wonder how much of this you hear in Chicago, but Mitch Trubisky was drafted before Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. My God, did you hear this? Have you heard this? Yeah, yes, I've heard this, and it's fine. It's totally fine. I already been over this. I've, I have my reaction to that draft day. It's, it's. I've already, I've already come to terms with that. Okay. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. I, I bring it up. Well, one to be a jerk, but two, more in jest because everybody brings it up like they're the first one who's heard it, or seen this. <laughs> like everybody knows this happened. Stop! Like you're not the first one to know to realize this. Yeah. Oh, but everybody acts like they just they, they figured it out. People, people forget. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Washington next week, Minnesota. That's the big one, though. I mean, obviously you, you sh- can't lose to Washington. You're right. It kind of feels like a must win. Next week at Minnesota, division rival game. That's a big one. Um, obviously, I think a lot of how you feel for that game, at least how I will feel for that game, is dependent on tonight or tomorrow night, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. And by the way. Uh, it is hilarious to watch the Vikings um, pay Kirk Cousins to not throw the ball. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. They won today because he only threw the ball twenty-one times. So, and that's a little high. That's a little much. They should yeah. probably they should probably keep it around that twelve yeah. fifteen range. Yeah, dial it back a little bit. I, yeah. I think anytime Kirk Cousins is throwing over twenty times, it's it's risky for you, um, but that is a hilarious thing to watch uh, from the outside. So, uh, congratulations, Viking fans! Um, all right, anything else on the Bears, Marlo? No, that's all. That's all. Let's go all Monday right. night. All right, go Monday night. Uh, Washington's probably bad. All right, overreactions, Marlo. We got a. You got some. I got two takes. You got two I takes. Got two takes. I'm gonna throw you at you. Um, I'm gonna start out with uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Daniel Daniel Jones? I put D Jones, I already forgot. I keep wanting to say Doug Jones, but that was a relief pitcher for the Brewers. <laughs> and it's throwing me off. Uh D Jones for the Giants. Uh he's in, Marlo. He replaced Eli Manning. Um 
maybe you heard of him. Do you want to do an Eli Manning Hall of Famer conversation? Is that oh my God! Are we gonna do? The, yeah, I guess everybody. Does everybody does everyone right, has a you, dude. He has two Super Bowls. In a word. In a word. Okay. Will he get in? And then, should he get in? <laughs> Go. He, he's yeah. He's gonna get in. Should he get in? Probably not. I mean, he's been a mediocre quarterback uh, throughout the regular season for the yeah. most part. I think 116 he, and 116. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then, but then he does have the two Super Bowls, and that's what everyone's gonna talk about. And they're both against the Patriots and yeah. an undefeated Patriot team at that for one of them. So those for those reasons, that's all people can talk about. And they're, he's gonna get into the Hall of Fame because of that. But if you really like peel back the onion, I don't think he belongs in the, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, if he plays in Jacksonville, he's not a Hall of Famer. He played in New York. His last name's Manning. He's going to yeah. be a Hall of Famer. He shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. He is. I, I heard this. Uh, I, I forget who said it. Not like they're listening and are going to be upset that I stole this take or anything. Um, but he's – oh, now I forgot it. He's the Raiders quarterback. Plumber – what's the Raiders quarterback? Who won two Super Bowls? Crap, in like the 70s. Ah, he's him. He's yeah. him of this era. That guy's not in the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning should be there. All right. But anyway, Daniel Jones. I looked it up. That's his real name. Daniel Jones. <laughs> He is going to lead the Giants to the Super Bowl and defeat the 18-0 Patriots Dang. in the Super Bowl. Patriots will have another 18-1 season. Daniel Jones, as a rookie, Super Bowl champion, MVP. And therefore, it's... Hall of Famer. <laughs> Fair. Oh, it's all cyclical. Okay, uh, that's a good one. I'll give it three skips. Yeah. What, what makes it tough is... The actual takes on Daniel Jones that will be out today and into tomorrow are going to be like that level. The hype is going to be unreal on this guy, and it's going to be so freaking annoying. So that makes it harder to make my take even more ridiculous. But I tried. All right, Marlon, uh, you what's your it. what's your take? You got it. You got it. All right. Did we already use? Did we already do this one? Dak Prescott. Oh. Oh, I have Dak. Okay, you do your Dak Prescott. Oh, you got Dak. Oh, I didn't see that. My uh, bad. Go ahead. No, I, <laughs> mine's different. Mine's weird. Mine's okay. Weird. Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott, uh, obviously on the paid Dak trail. Yeah. He is going to continue to ball out uh, until they sign the contract late in the season, but then he's just going to fall off, and the Ooh. Cowboys, oh, it's not going to go good in my house, are going to lose, <laughs> going to not make it, not win a playoff game this season. They're not going to win a playoff game because Dak falls off. Right. And they lose the playoff game because he's, for some reason, some reason being the holder on a field goal. That's <laughs> <laughs> an extra point. He and he's in there, and he fumbles it. Or whatever <laughs> Tony Romo did, and he doesn't score. Tries to run for the first down, trips over himself, and doesn't make it. I mean, my take is also on... Uh, he trips on himself. Uh, on Dak. Um, yeah, he's playing out of his mind. A Dak fall off once he signs the contract would be just, that's like an NBA thing, right? Like, it's <laughs> like, he's doing really great. He's in the best shape of his life. He signs the contract next season. He comes in, he's 20 pounds overweight. Uh, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that. I'll give that uh, three and a half skip bailuses. Nice. That Dak stops trying once he signs his contract. Nice. They, and lose a playoff. All right, mine is also on Dak Marlowe, and my uh, it's a, more of a conspiracy theory than it is a take or an overreaction, and that it's that uh, Dak Prescott. I almost said Dak Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Prescott uh, has paid the schedule makers. He's paid. They get a cut 
like an agent. They get a cut of his next contract because he has had the most ridiculous schedule uh, up to date. He's played the Giants, who we saw they made um, Jameis Winston look like an NFL quarterback today, which was crazy. Uh, they played Washington, and we talked about how suspect their defense was. He's played Miami. He's played three, I think maybe three of the worst defenses in the league <laughs> in a contract talk. So my theory is let's find out what Dak Prescott, what he's paying these schedule makers to get himself up for this because uh, this is quite the lineup when you're in a contract a contract situation. Yeah, I can so, go with so that. Go ahead. Take take his Prescott paid off the schedule makers. Nice. <laughs> Uh, they're at they're at uh, New Orleans next, or they play New Orleans. I don't know. I I, I didn't write down. I just root, root New Orleans, and then they play the Packers. That'll be a good one. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, and Packers defense looks good, so um, it gets harder from here. But man, what an easy three and start. Yeah, I was thinking that as they get when I saw that they were playing. You know, this morning when they had Miami, when they played in Miami, I was like. Yeah, they play the Giants, Washington, Miami. Like they keep doing the praise of Jack and, and the Cowboys, which is fine. It's you know three and zero in the NFL is three and zero in the NFL, but yep. it's the Giants, <laughs> Washington, and Miami, who we all believe is going to go zero sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, that was take earlier, and this is why it gets harder. This is harder, Marlo, because yeah. like some of the things like the Bills win in the AFC East uh, could happen. Oh, it's happening. They're, they're more realistic. Uh, Miami going 0-16 is much more realistic. Uh, Jameis Winston, despite his performance day, being in the XFL next year, more realistic. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Any? Do you have another? Do you have another hot takeover reaction, Marlon? Yeah, I do. I do. All right. Here we go. All right. <sighs> New Orleans Saints are a better team without Drew Brees <laughs> under center and Teddy Bridgewater at the horn. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Four skip balances because that's ridiculous. Uh, although Teddy Ballgame looked pretty good today, yeah, I will say he looked good today. Um, playing a hostile environment, first game started in years, going up to this, going up to the link. Yeah, he ended up uh, nineteen, uh, twenty-seven, hundred seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns. To be fair, he did get gifted. Of what was it? A punt return to a kick return? Let's just say kick return touchdown. Yep. Um, and he had he got to play with the lead, which I think is going to be a different story. So they were able to move him around a little bit. Also, Seattle, I'm not entirely sure they wanted to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, with their play calling, it was it was bizarre. It seemed like uh, well, Pete Carroll got hit in the schnoz. Uh, yeah, that with was the ball weird. before the game. Uh, Why and did they, and they just had to keep showing it and telling us about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that knocked a couple of marbles loose because they I don't know what their game plan was. It seemed out of whack. And then finally they let Russell Wilson play, right? They just let him loose and they clawed back into the game. And it's like, hey, Pete Carroll, you have Russell Wilson. He's really good. Maybe you should do that all the time. Don't want to ruin anything. God, Pete Carroll. Lost him a Super Bowl. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go back to that. All right. Yeah. Uh yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Anyway, I got distracted. Teddy Bridgewater, three and a half that he's better than Drew Brees. At this see if it's crew. Uh I think Kamara, Kamara was amazing in this game. Some of the moves he made, the way he was able to stay on his feet kind of extended some of those kind of Teddy Bridgewater uh check down passes into first downs. I think that was kinda 
the the point of the game. But maybe this is why Teddy Bridgewater is the highest paid backup in the NFL, though, Marlo. That's right. Money well so, spent. Money well spent in case Drew Brees tears a ligament in his thumb or whatever happened. Um. Hey, by the way, while we're on this, uh, I feel a little bad about my overreaction last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> at the time... <laughs> With the information not, you had. I did not know the extent of the injuries, and I was more so kind of trying to make it off of uh, their play than injuries, and then Roethlisberger's out for the year, and um, Breeze is out for, what, six weeks? But it seems like that timetable is really questionable. As far as like when he'll be able to come back, uh, as that. So I didn't intend it to be like look because of their injuries. I just meant it was kind of like maybe a tipping point because of the age of the quarterback. So I feel a little guilty um, that I maybe piled on the injuries. So I want I want to apologize to Ben and Drew. So there you go. There's that. Anyway, any other reactions for me, Marl? That's all I had. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> reactions and a solemn apology. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, should we move on to? The, the baseball Marlo. Yeah, base- you know oh, this- baseball's back. Were you know, were you aware this was still happening? Were you aware that baseball was? Uh, uh, I wasn't until apparently everyone decided the Brewers actually still do have a chance. Yes, and so uh, now it's back. It's back. Yeah, we kind of glossed over this a little bit, um, but now it's back. Brewers are back, Marlo. Uh, give you a little stat toyed here. Entering play on September sixth, the Brewers trailed Chicago. The Cubs, that is, not the White Sox. By five games for the second wild card berth, and Washington by seven and a half games for the first wild card. As of tonight, the Brewers are tied with the Nationals and four games up on the White Sox. There's something like, oh, I had it here and I didn't write it down. There's something like 16 and four in September. It is a September to remember. Uh, as that uh, commercial jingle goes. Uh, the playoff odds back then on the six were around six-ish percent. Now they're up to 91%. Uh, unbelievable turnaround from the Brewers. And the most amazing thing is that they've done this without Chris and Yelich, uh, who uh, sadly broke his uh, kneecap on a foul ball. And that was, I think, the third of four times that I wrote the Brewers off for the year. <laughs> When he went down, uh, and the crazy thing about it was that their hitting was, from then on, has been, let's take aside the second, once they started facing the Pirates, they were uh, last in the majors in batting average. They were, like, in the bottom five in the majors in uh, batting average with runners in scoring position and whatnot. Uh, But their pitching was good. And all of a sudden, the pitching came back. Woodruff is back, and the Brewers are pitching. Now they're getting some hits, and they look like the hottest team in baseball, just like last year. And they're going against the Cubs, who look like the coldest team in baseball, just like last year. Uh, The Cubs lost four games by four runs at home to St. Louis this week. So just a brutal series for Cubs fans. And I know that for them, it's even more painful that it happened against St. Louis. And St. Louis... With a pretty comfortable lead now in, in the Central um, with that. Looking ahead, Marlo, I know that you're dialed into this National League wildcard race. Mm-hmm. Um, Brewers are at Cincinnati, not at Colorado. So while they're on the road, two teams that are kind of out of the playoff pitcher. Uh, Cincinnati played the Cubs really good, kind of contributing to their, their stumbles. Uh, Colorado uh, Brewers have had pretty good 
play against recently. Both of those out of playoff contention, so it seems like an easy schedule for the Brewers. Uh, Cubs, meanwhile, are at Pittsburgh and at St. Louis, so uh, Pittsburgh just seems like they don't want to play baseball anymore. St. Louis, obviously, going for the division title should be a tough series and just dropped four games in a row to them. And then the Nationals, got to keep your eye on them, of course, Marlo. They are hosting Philadelphia and Cleveland, so um, a tougher tougher schedule for those two teams, so maybe the Brewers can kind of secure that. Excuse me, secure that uh, home wild card game um, for the season, and I, I guess you can still say the division's in re- within reach. But uh, St. Louis is playing really well and kind of keyed in on that wild card race. So there we go. That's what's ahead on the wild card race week. Brewers looking pretty good, Marlo. It's unbelievable that we're here. It's unbelievable that we're saying this after what it looked like throughout August through coming into September. But uh, here we are. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Just that you can care in baseball in September is a different feeling. Uh, I don't mean that uh, at you, Marlo. I'm just saying in general, because uh, as a Brewers fan, we've had a couple years at this, but it was a long time where we didn't have that, and it's it's just fun to care and fun to cheer for him here. So there we go. Baseball, Marlo. Anything baseball. you want to add to baseball? No, it'll be a fun run. I, I think uh, it's always good to see Cubs fans be in some sort of misery. Uh, and uncomfortableness yeah. oh. down the stretch here. It's great. Yeah, they've been. It's it's been miserable for them. They've had the lead late in the past couple of games against the the Cardinals. It's, it's been very tough. Uh, I should say, I I think I'm on record on this podcast, kind of poo pooing the Brewers uh, trade acquisitions uh, toward the deadline. They got Pomerantz and uh, Ray Black from the Giants, and they got Jordan Lyles. Uh, and those three pitchers have been unbelievably crucial to this run. Uh, Lyles has been probably the most consistent starting pitcher. Um, Woodruff is back, but I think during the stretch where Woodruff was out, if not the most uh, consistent, at least the most important, filling that role. Uh, Pomerantz has been lights out out of the pen, and Black has been really good. Uh, so those three have been so crucial to this run, and uh, I, did, I didn't see that. So good job by UGM. Um, that's why you're there, and I'm here talking on this podcast. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's, that's, it. that's, that's it. it for baseball? All right. That's the end of baseball. That's the end of baseball. <laughs> that's the end of baseball. All right. Well, end of baseball will bring us to America's favorite segment, <laughs> Casey's Corner's Kick. <laughs> More me talking. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Touch on Champions League, Marlo. Liverpool traveled down to Naples, Italy. Took on Napoli. Um, Liverpool looked at the better team for most of the game. Got a very Napoli got a very soft penalty call, um, and then Liverpool tried to chase the game, being down one zero. Had a bad mistake in the back. Uh, Napoli ends up winning two to zero. Tough way to start the group stage. Um, they're in an easy group. They should be Liverpool should be fine. The last time they went down to Naples and lost, they won the Champions League. That was last year. So maybe history repeated himself there, hopefully, as a Liverpool fan. The, I guess, marquee score, the big score, the one that stands out, was PSG 3, Real Madrid 0. Um, PSG, Marlo, as you know, um, has a... We can win uh, Ligue 1, but what can you do outside of it? What can you do against the big teams, other big teams in Europe? Well, they put a thumping on Real Madrid without Neymar and without Cavani. So without some of their top attacking players, we're able to 
get three goals against Real Madrid. And Real Madrid still looking for an identity post-Cristiano Ronaldo. They did have some players out. Modric was out, uh, among others. But they're a team in search of identity, and their best player, Christian Bale, played with a mentality. He seemed just pissed off in the game, and I don't know if they're doing that on purpose, but it's a weird way to kind of form an identity while pissing off your best player. Um, so that will be interesting, interesting to follow. I don't think they're going to be knocked out of the group stage of Champions League or anything, but the Real Madrid that competes for La Liga titles and competes for Champions League titles, they might not be that team right now. And going to losing 3-0 to PSG is a sign of that. And the Premier League, Marlo, I know you were tuning in this weekend amongst your football watching. Uh, I actually tried to, and I couldn't get it. It was messed you up. You tried? Well, but, you know, you give an effort. I, I'm, I, yeah. appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, the game of the week was happened to be the Liverpool game. Liverpool went to Stamford Bridge, took on Chelsea. The youth movement at Chelsea uh, with Christen, American Christian Pulisic sitting on the bench. Um, they went up 2-0 and looked to have a good firm hand on the match, I'd say, through 60 minutes of the game. And then something changed. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if Liverpool got a little bit tired. Uh, Chelsea's youth kind of shone through, but they kind of took control of the game, starting putting pressure on Liverpool, starting getting chances, starting uh, getting behind the wingbacks and getting crosses. And uh, what was a comfortable 2-0 victory turned into a very nervy 2-1 win. So Liverpool escapes with the win, uh, 2-1, which is a big win, getting points on the road against one of the other big sixes. Um, But as a Liverpool fan, it was a game that felt comfortable that ended up being very nervy. A friend of mine, uh, Alec, who's a Chelsea fan, kind of took a lot of uh, positives away from the game uh, that I I guess I, w- I will give Chelsea that they, they deserved, but I thought Liverpool could have prevented them from having if they had closed that game out better. But a good job by Chelsea, and I guess encouraging for them. Uh, but a 2-1 win for Liverpool, so Liverpool stays perfect, winning their last 15 Premier League games. All right, on to the upset of the week, Marlo. Uh, I just want to bring it up again. Yep. Norwich City beat Manchester City last week. It happened. That happened. It's unbelievable, and it happened. And I just want to bring it up and, and, and before we move on because that is so unbelievably unlikely, and it happened. And I want to remind everybody. Um, but this one, this week, West Ham took on uh, Manchester United. Speaking of teams searching for an identity, and West Ham won two to zero. Um, it was in West Ham, so maybe not the greatest upset, but. It seemed like Manchester United never really grew into the game. Uh, Rashford got hurt during the game, who's their best attacking player. A lot of questions at Manchester United. I don't know what this team is. I don't know how they win soccer games going forward. It's a weird collection of talent. They don't have a plan. Um, And they're Manchester United. So while I I don't sympathize with them, while I kind of go look at them and question what is going on god do i enjoy it <laughs> they're not good it's uh it's a fun thing um all right and then next week marlo uh here's what you can tune into give it a shot marlo um liverpool got the early game on saturday so you got to get up early uh 6 30 in the morning they go to sheffield united they're a recently promoted team marlo so you think kind of easy game but 
Sheffield United's gotten a couple results. They have early season wins over Everton and Crystal Palace, who I guess have both been disappointing so far this season. But nonetheless, those are Premier League quality teams. And they also forced some ties against Chelsea and Bournemouth. So, so they have some results against some uh, some Premier League clubs. So uh, it's something to to keep an eye out for for Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to put game of the week. We got Everton and Man City. Everton underperforming so far. Uh, not a great slate on Saturday, uh, to be fair. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, I got my eye on this because I'm hoping Everton can pull pull out a Norwich for, for themselves, get an upset on Manchester City. And then uh, I think United and Arsenal is on Monday, but we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. All right. That's it. That's it for the corner kick, Marlo. Unless you want to scoop me on any soccer stuff, we had some Ooh. friends go to the we had some friends go to the forward uh, forward Madison FC game today. They beat I think it's North Texas or something. Is is the team uh, there? North Texas is in first place. Uh, forward Madison FC got a one zero victory. I heard the atmosphere was awesome, and I this was the last home game of the season, so I can't make it up there this year. Dang! But I definitely need to make it next year. Uh, definitely going. The team uh, just seems awesome. So um, there was that. There was that. So. All right. Now that's it. It. That's that's it. Do you have that's any it. CrossFit things, Marlo? Come on. Uh, no. We got no. Any other any other random things you want to throw in at the end to catch me, <laughs> to catch me off guard that I can rant about for five ten minutes? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Uh, I, th- I think we got it all out. I think this was a good, it was a good, it was a good week. Uh, as we it stated in good. the beginning, it was a good week. Glad you guys could join us for it. As always, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Mm. Like, subscribe, share. That's all I got, Casey. You got anything else? Any last words for them? Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I was thinking about this this week. I know there are a lot of choices out there, and I appreciate everyone who subscribes and listens to us. I hope that we um, help you enjoy the sports a little bit more because I know that doing this podcast and talking to Marlo and uh, you know talking to those of you who listen who I who have reached out definitely helps me enjoy the sports more. So uh, hopefully we can continue to do all of that together. So Marlo, as always, until next time. I hope that well, not only Marlo. All of you fellow fans out there, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports.